I want us to open to the Word of God, from the book of Luke, chapter number, uh, the book of Luke, chapter number one. Remember, we said we are beginning to run uh, what is a series we described as pre-Christmas, and uh, we, we just trust and believe that you're going to enjoy this three-pack sermon, uh, which I begin today, and uh, we believe that uh, God will minister to us in a very, very special way as we continue. The book of Luke, if you can bring it up, I appreciate uh, in the overhead, please, uh, the book of Luke, chapter number one. Uh, and um, okay, I want us to stand up and read this together. Uh, let's stand up on our feet and be able to read this passage of scripture. Uh, please, can you bring it back? Uh, okay, are you ready? And please make sure you move with us. Now, in as much as many, what is it? Wow. No, no, I don't know where they are. But let's, let's go to the Bible. Let's go to our own Bibles. Uh, this technology sometimes can... Yeah. Uh, Luke chapter number one. Uh, yeah, that happens sometimes. Uh, I mean, we are reading from verse number 36, not from verse one. Luke one. From 36. Are we there? Okay, let's go. Whatever translation you have, just read it out. And the angel answered and said, No, 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 no. And, I, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary lost in those days and went into a hill country with the, in the haste into a city of Judah. I think that's where we stop. Let's get seated. I want to begin, uh, like I say, it's a three-pack sermon whose, um, whose uh, theme is attracting divine possibilities. Attracting divine possibilities. We need to appreciate that, uh, that w the account we are examining is one of the greatest truths ever told. And that statement, uh, which I'm going to be in reference to many times, is the fact that with God, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And I want you to be fully persuaded because your entire life and what you're going to accomplish in life what you're going to be in life will depend on you connecting to the truth that with God, nothing shall be impossible. 
And that is why it is so important that we are getting this account as Jesus himself is coming. Jesus, the son of the living God, coming into the world. What we describe as the preternatural birth or what we describe as the supernatural birth. Why do we call it preternatural? Because it was not a natural birth. Hallelujah. This was not a natural birth. Because Jesus did not, was not born of an ordinary woman. That is why there is so much, uh, so much occurred upon Mary, described as the mother of Jesus, and some of it have taken too far on the other side to where it has become a doctrine. And, uh, and I know some of those of you who are from the background of the uh, of Roman Catholicism would know what I'm talking about. And uh, sometimes, um, I mean, happy to hear those who can be able to explain and tell people how they should rely on Jesus but not Mary. Those who have taken time to tell people that Mary is not the mother of God. Whereas Mary was delivered through a vessel called Mary. This is what we described as supernatural in the fact that uh, this woman had not known Joseph at the time. And you know very well that Joseph had contemplated on you know, kind of disassociating himself with her. But since he was a very decent man, he wanted to do it privately. You know the story. Never wanted to subject her to any public shame. Until the angel comes into the scene to explain this great miracle that was going to happen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to draw to your attention to the miracle of the birth of Christ. Because when you understand the miracle in which Jesus came, you can then be able to connect to the reality that this Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and the God who sent him has not changed. Hallelujah. Uh, so the account here, and I want to draw attention to several other scriptures like the book of Proverbs, chapter number 3 and verse 19 to 20, uh, which says, By wisdom the Lord laid the earth's foundation. By understanding he set the heavens in, pray, in praise. By his knowledge the deeps were divided and the crowd let drops the dew. By the wisdom the Lord laid the foundations. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm reading Proverbs chapter 3 from verse number 19. By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in praise. By his knowledge, the deeps were divided and the crowds let drops the dew. Luke chapter 1, when we examine uh, verse 34, just a few verses a few verses before that says, by, uh, it says, Then Mary said to the angel, Hear me now. Mary said to the angel, verse number 34, How can this be? Since 
I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And that's which connects to the passage that we read today about, about the fact that now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, was also con- has also conceived a son in her old age. But remember now, the conception of, uh, of Elizabeth was not of the Holy Spirit. That was a natural conception. But it's significant because of, her, because of the age factor. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Now, for with God. Hallelujah. I say with God. Nothing shall be impossible. So, to attract divine possibilities, you need to do the following. Number one, you need to embrace the promises of God by faith. Hallelujah. I say you need to embrace the promises of God by faith. I submit to you, church, this morning that there is no substitute to faith. There is nothing you can do instead of belief. Faith is so critical to our own lives, to our spiritual life, that it is, you know, you cannot live without faith. I say you can't live without faith. To perceive a possibility of living a spiritual life without faith is like considering that a fish can live out of water. And you know that is not possible. If you get the fish out of water, what happens? To die. So I submit to you that you need to connect to God by faith. And there is no other way of connecting with God except by faith. There's no other way of doing business with God except by faith. That's why we say without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God, is it, does it say that may believe? No. He that comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is a rewarder. Hallelujah. I say God is a rewarder of those that choose to seek him. And you need to appreciate the fact that God will always make a distinction between those who serve him and those who do not. There is something that happens to you when you set your mind to seek God. Because when you seek God, the Bible says you will find him. Hallelujah. Just as the scripture says in the book of Matthew, whoever asks shall receive. 
He that seeketh shall find. He that knocks, the door shall be opened. And the difference between one believer and another believer is the degree in which you have chosen to seek him. God have mercy. I say, God have mercy. You know, a South African man who spoke during the consecration of Caristo uh, Dede, and this is on YouTube. You can maybe go and listen to this sermon. But he brought a sermon, and it was not for a long, he didn't preach for a long time, but he said some things that were so profound that the, the, the only way we are going to have the blood of Christianity that we need to have that is transformational is because it will be the real one. He said the reason the world is in a crisis is because the gospel that we preach is not the true gospel. We have, we have reduced God to our level of what we want to believe him to, to be and to do. But we, we talk about the faith of God. Hallelujah. And we need to connect to this supernatural reality of a change that comes when somebody has believed. And there needs to be an evidence that you're not walking uh, as an average believer, but you're walking as a maturing believer who has been able to connect with the power of God. Hallelujah. Embrace the promises of God. Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. You, keep in, you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. This issue of trust is not as simple as you think. Because the deficiency of trust is what causes some people to go to witches and wizards. Yeah. That's how serious it is. The deficiency of trust is what causes you to doubt God and think you, 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 you be, can't behave in like people have behaved as if it is the reality of the word of God that God does help those who help themselves. And I'm yet to see anybody that has helped himself. Show me one. Who has helped himself? And it became as if it's a gospel that you hear. Have you ever had people quote that as if it's a scripture? That God helps to help themselves. Show me one. Show me one who has helped himself. Hallelujah. I stand before you today because God has helped me. It's not because I helped myself. Hallelujah. I wish you know where I'm coming from. Because you can appreciate the statement I make you today. I did not grow up in a rich man's home. Are you healing me church? But I believed God as a young person. I believed God. I trusted that God was going to make a difference. And I believed that my children, hallelujah, I read the word of God and said about David and I sought to be like David who said I'm an old man now. Hallelujah. But I've never seen the righteous of God forsaken. Neither his 
seed begging bread. And I am determined with all my heart that my children will not beg bread. And my children have never begged bread. Hallelujah. My children have not begged bread. Why? I chose to connect with the faith of God. The belief that God does not discriminate. Hallelujah. I don't care where you come from in the countryside. It does not matter where you were born. It may not be in the map of Kenya. But God sought you and raised you up to make you who you are today. But you have to connect to this faith. Hallelujah. No one discriminates you against faith. No one. No one. The Bible says, he that comes to God must believe. Now, do you believe that God is? Do you really, really believe that God is? Do you really believe that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him? And if you believe, do you seek him diligently? Do you seek him as if your very life depends on him? Do you have the faith that Timothy spoke about? That he inherited from his grad, from his mother and from his grandmother? Are you perpetuating a legacy of faith to your children? What are your children going to become? Hallelujah. What faith have you taught your children? Have you told your children that everything in their life would depend on how they walk with God? Have you told them that everything you have, you have received from God? Or have you felt shy to tell them the truth of where you have come from? So that they can come to church and have a casual attitude towards God. I can come to church and instead of looking to the word of God, they are observing as if there's a concert that has been done. God have mercy. God have mercy. The experience to experience the impossible becoming possible, we must believe in the promises of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The promise of God is a revelation, is a revelation of His will and purpose. When we act in obedience to His will, he will back us up. Hallelujah. I say when we act in obedience to his will, he will back us up. Hallelujah. The whole heaven being behind you for God to vindicate you, for God to prove that what you have confessed is true. And what you, you know, you know it is God who watches his word to perform it. You can't perform the word of God. God is the one who performs his word. All you need is to believe and confess. And we say even the basic aspect 
of our salvation. The Bible says with the heart a man believes and with the mouth confession is made unto righteousness. In the the very salvation you profess depended on your declaration. Declaring what you believe. Declaring that God is true. Let all men be liars, but God be true. Believing with all your heart that your destiny is in God's heart. Believing with all your heart that you are not here without a divine purpose. You're not here without a plan that God has laid out for you. All you need is to walk in a sphere. Hallelujah. To live in this world believing that God has not left you to the will of your enemies. Hallelujah. No, no, no. You don't have to be afraid of all those who have wished you evil. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says whoever would dig a hole for you will fall in it himself. It is the promise of God. It happened to Mordecai. Hallelujah. Yes, it happened to Mordecai. You know the garrows that Mordecai made. You know very well. No, Haman, sorry. The, 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 I'm sorry for that. The, the, the garrows that Haman made for Mordecai. Okay? And he planned so well. Until God made a shift. Hallelujah. Until God did what? Made a shift. And everything. And listen, the king remembered. Hallelujah. Nobody reminded him. The king remembered and said what shall be done to the man. And it was great what was going to be done to this man. And Mordecai and and Haman tells himself, this cannot be anybody else apart from me. So I'm going to give the best prescription. And went and told the king, this is what should be done to him that the king has chosen to honor. And it was great. How he was going to be given a ring. How he was be going to be grown with the garments. He was going to be put on a, the king's horse. And he was going to be taken around. And shall be declared. Listen. Then the king looks at him and tells him, Everything you have said, do the same to Mordecai. Woof. Hallelujah. 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 That was the beginning of the shifting. I don't care who has despised you along the way. I want to tell you, you are getting ready for a shift. You're getting ready. You know, God, God is going to shift everything. Because he is God. Because the same God that Mordecai, Esther worshipped, when he went before the presence of the Lord for three days in prayer, and told Mordecai, go pray, let us fast. And then he presented himself to the king. And he told, he said, I am going to do this. If I perish.
perish, I perish. This is the kind of radical faith we are talking about. The faith that believes that all things are possible. And it was only an act of faith for Esther to believe. She was going to obtain the favor of God. When she went before the king. With God, nothing shall be impossible. With God. How long are you going to pray church? How, how long are you going to remain as if you are in a religious setup? This is not a religious setup. Here we teach about relating with God. And some of us came from religious experiences. And there's no way we can advocate for just religion. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship. A relationship with God as your father, as your friend. Hallelujah. A relationship that puts you in a position where only he can. I suggest that we should not step out recklessly in attempting the impossible, but we should ensure that we have the promise of God in the such situation. Now, to experience the impossible, we must believe the promises of God with all our hearts. Do you believe him with all your heart? Without trust, we miss out on so many of the gifts of God so many things that God wants to bring us, bring into our lives. Do you know, you can lose your destiny. The destiny that God has for you. Yeah. You can lose it. Paul spoke in the book of Romans chapter 12. What you and I should seek. The perfect. Yeah. What does it say? Yeah, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah, so that you may do what? You may know, listen, that you may know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Yeah. Notice. There is the good. And there is the acceptable. But there's also the perfect. Where are you? Yeah. Are you living in the good? You will survive. Yeah. But the better is, the acceptable is better than the good. And the perfect is better? Is the best. Amen? The perfect is the best. Beware lest you lose your God intended perfect will because it is there. Yeah. That, that mind renewal is a big thing. 
Because everything about your life hinges on your belief system. And your belief system is an issue that engages your heart and your mind. What does it feel? And the Bible says, whatever, it, 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 it talks about your mind, that, you know, what you are in your heart and mind is what you become. So it's very, very connected. Okay? Your faith, you know, when you believe with your heart, it does affect your mind, and that's what you become. So you can never become more than you believe. No. Your faith will determine, you determine the closeness on how you walk with God. And the close, the vicinity in which you walk with God is the degree in which you become like him. As a man believeth in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart. Have you ever thought that you think with your heart? <laughs> Do you think anywhere? So you? You are. People limit their capacities because of what they believe. There's nothing as terrible as believing a lie. Because when you believe a lie, you live the lie. And that is why you should say, even for believers like you and I, the greatest tragedy is for you to believe a lie or to be connected to a lie. Okay? There's no tragedy like when somebody can believe that God spoke to me. And it's not God who spoke. They spoke to themselves. Because God does not watch over your word separate from his word to perform it. What God watches is his word in your mouth. Then he performs it. What you declare that is in his word he performs it. Without trust, our hearts will be closed off to the fullness of what this life has to offer us. May, as, may we as God's children trust him more fully today in response to his trustworthiness. Now, a positive mental attitude is a belief that things are going to turn out well and that you can overcome any kind of trouble or difficulty. Jesus said, with God... All things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. Matthew 19, 26. With God. With who? With God. All things are possible. You can change the trajectory of your life forever by walking with the faith of God. Starting to change the way you talk. 
bana sifiwe you need to change your language to begin to learning the language of faith praise god the language that accept the reality that nothing is impossible with god according to luke 137 and with god all things are possible matthew 19:26 it is the power of god that makes what seems impossible possible that's why we are calling this series of sermons attracting divine possibilities praise god i say attracting divine possibilities hallelujah Amen? Attracting what? Divine possibilities. Because there are things that can only be defined as divine. Number two. I need to move fast here. Give yourself to a life of persistent prayer. Hallelujah. Give yourself to what? persistent prayer. Do you have a prayer altar in your room or in your house where you usually go and talk to God? It doesn't matter how small your house is or how big it is, a praise which is a praise that you have identified and said, this is going to be my altar of prayer. James 5, 16 and 18 says, confess your principles or your fault one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly. It would not rain. And it did not rain in the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth produced its fruit. Yeah. To experience the impossible becomes possible. We must have an effectual and fervent prayer. Which are very much. And let me tell you. Prayer does work. What does it feel? I say prayer does work. Let me give you an example. My wife and I were engaged to pray for our son-in-law who wanted to become a council member of Elisoville County. I mean, you know, where they live, the township where they live. And we prayed. And this was going to be a vote matter. Okay? Ilikuwa nini? Uchaguzi wa barot. Nikisema sema tuombe mapezi ya Mungu itatendeka. We made it so personal because we felt we are stakeholders. This is our son-in-law. So now the vote was not just his but it was also We prayed honestly. 
And when all the votes were counted, as I'm talking today, my son-in-law has taken an oath of office as a council member in Elisabeth. It happened on Friday. Hallelujah. My wife prays very honestly for another grandson who is a wrestler. It has become a spiritual thing in our home. Prayer for victory for a wrestling 13-year-old. Wrestling, wrestling. Mieleka, yeah. Yeah. A glad, no, I'm talking about a grandson. This is a grandson, not a son. A grandson. Listen, he just turned 13, and they traveled to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the young man beat everybody else to get the gold medal. I've asked, I'm going to be hanging that picture in my office about my grandson. Praise God. This is a good legacy. Praise God. Yeah, it's a good legacy. But you see, these things don't just happen. They happen because you pray. And that's what I'm saying. In a, you know, we take it so seriously. Right now, I think he is in a, still somewhere, you know. He's traveled a lot because of his spot. He's somewhere outside of Las Vegas right now. Praise God, because you prayed. And you don't only pray for your children, you pray for your grandchildren. That's what we do. My mother taught me you pray. You pray for all of them. <laughs> My mother prayed for all of us. Honestly, as long as she lived. Please learn to pray for your children. If you have grandkids, pray for them too. Huh? Yeah. Praise God. I say prayer works. Refuse to accept any narrative that is not of faith. Continue to believe in what you believed. Praise God. Be very, very firm in your faith. Now, to experience the impossible becomes possible, we must have an effectual and fervent prayer which availed much. Elijah prayed earnestly and nature responded to his prayers. Jesus told us to pray and not give up until we get the answers. To experience the impossible, we must pray fervently and persistently. Waiting on God until you follow through. And that's okay. Praise God. <laughs> I still remember one time uh, used to have a, used to belong to a fellowship called Park Road Fellowship. And we used to pray at Fungamano. There's a certain route, and you know that, that route prays. 
And uh, sometimes, you know, in the prayer session, we would be allowed to go and kneel in the middle. You know, you are praying. And sometimes we'd go to Jipata, Bado, Ukopale, and everybody has gone. <laughs> of course, you start speaking in tongues, you know, for no, you are really in the spirit. Even if you are asleep. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's why we say Ubari Jumetoka. Jumetoka Bali. Praise God. Yes. Prayer works. Jesus told us to pray and not give up until we get the answer. There's a passage which you can read. I, I read it to it earlier, but because of the interest of time, I'll not go to it. Matthew 7, verse 7 to 11. Yeah. So it reminds us, whoever asks, receives. Ask. You shall be given. Seek. And you'll find. Knock. And it shall be opened. For whoever asks, receives. Do you have people who can testify that they asked and they received? Come on, look at that witness. People who asked and? Hallelujah. And whoever seeks, finds. Do you have people who sought and they found? Yes, there are. And whoever knocked the doors? Hallelujah. Look, 11.13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? We can continue to seek him through prayer and make our request known to him. But in our persistence, we must be willing to submit to God's will. God's ways are not our ways. That we find in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 8 and 9. As Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9. We know that whatever we ask in his will will be granted. Let me bring the third point. I don't think I can go to the fourth one. Let me see maybe the time that we have here. And uh, I'm so glad to bring this truth, especially because we are going to have a worship, uh, a worship night, uh, the worship afternoon with our brother Israel Emmanuel. Number three is discover the power of praise. Discover the power of praise. Luke 1, 46 to 55. And Mary said, oh, that's a great, can you, can, you, can you bring it up? Okay, what did Mary do? And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. Hallelujah. Yes. For behold, from now on, all generations shall call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. 
He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. Note that. That he has done what? Scattered the proud? The imaginations of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of Habu estate. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. Wow. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to the, our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. I'm talking about the power of praise. The power of praise. To experience the impossible become possible, we must praise and worship God, even in impossible situations. Paul and Silas praise God in the midst of an impossible situation. They praise God when they were in agony in, inside the prison. Instead of murmuring and complaining. <laughs> you know, especially when you know you're in prison, not because you are guilty, you think you have a license to do what? To mama and complain. Yeah? But instead of doing that, what did they do? They decided to make the prison a worship hall. Praise God. Hallelujah. And they worshiped, they sang until they drew the attention of heaven. That's what we see. Yeah. God responded to their praise and delivered them. To experience the impossible, we must praise God with our whole heart, even in impossible situations. Yeah. Even in impossible situations, a commitment to praise God. Hallelujah. David said that I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. I'll make my boast in the Lord. The righteous shall hear it and be glad. He said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us bless his name together. He said, I sought the Lord and he found me. And delivered me. Out of all my fears. Hallelujah. You see, this has been a very, very trying time. Praise God. Because you have received so many reports that are completely disappointing. Amen. Very many reports of disappointment. When you are Ukijua kabisa umefichwa. We kubari kukaa kama umefichwa. Bwana sifiwe. Hallelujah. And I tell you, you know, I, I have no doubt in my mind. And you are a witnesses and God is too. That God spoke to us from the book of Acts. I've never preached as many sermons from one text as I did that passage. 
in my preaching life. Because it came to discover to me that we, are going, we were going through a storm. And we needed assurance that even if we may lose some stuff, our lives will be preserved. And I want you to stay there. Kapale, hallelujah. That would be the risk of doubting it. Because if you open a window of doubt, you are open to demonic manipulations. Praise God. Please, stay there. The storm is still there. It's not gone. We, none of us thought it was going to stay this long. But it's still there. But the same God who has kept us is the same God who will keep us. Praise God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's all. He will keep us. I say he will keep you. But you're going to have to learn to praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you praise God, you know, you may not be in the choir to praise God. You're making a joyful noise. Say, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Oh, ye lands. Hallelujah. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. Hallelujah. This is what we find here in this account. The worship team, please come uh, and stand here. It seems that I'm running out of time here. I'm not done with this section of praise. I may have to pick it up from there, but I, I want you to understand the attitude here of Mary. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Hallelujah. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now, all generations will call me blessed. Hallelujah. Do you believe that can be your story? That all the generations will do what? Call you Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. That all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arms. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those who have humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. Let's stand up on our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the close, in the close. Be my glory ever to my love.
Jesus drew me. Jesus came near the cross there, and I pray, just Oh, 
If you are there and watching this from a hotel room or from your home, I want you to know that the presence of the Lord is so heavy in this place. And I want to invite you to encounter this Jesus who died on the cross. He came in humility and then died in what could be described shame so that he can remove shame from your life so that you can be born again. If you want to trust him today, I want to say, Dear Jesus, this day I humble myself. I invite you into my heart. Save me. Clean me up and make me your own. If you're there and you're struggling with any situation in life, I want you to know that our security is in God. I want you to know that even when everything may seem lost, even when you are struggling to know how you survive with the devastation of the economy because of the ramification of COVID-19, I want you to wake up every day with a hope of a better tomorrow because tomorrow is in God's hand and we can trust Him. Say, dear Lord Jesus, today, I pray that you may build, you may establish me in a foundation that cannot be shaken. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for even giving me a hope that things will change because of my trust and confidence in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with us now and forevermore. Amen, amen. Come on, let us celebrate, let us celebrate.